Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a coal one in each hand. What's but up, daddies? Welcome to the Power Moves P Mail bag we are back in action and on wednesday again because everything is just screwed up but that's okay uh you're only gonna get it once a week so uh you had to wait a wait, wait a day and and uh now you got a wednesday treat instead of a tuesday one and that's special i want to thank everybody for those five star reviews on apple podcasts tell a friend also that's the only way the show's gonna grow because we are maxed out on my uh promotional capacities as a uh, influencer which is not very in- influential, apparently. Uh, today on the program, big surprise, we have in-house Melissa Boyle, everyone. Melissa, what's up, man? Nothing. Oh, boy, bringing that hot energy <laughs> into the program once again. Uh, so it's a hump day treat, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the humor you're going to bring to the game today? Well, you know how much I love that hump day uh, commercial from Geico. That's your favorite thing on television, I think. 100%. You live with a professional comedian. <laughs> Constantly. I got all kinds of hot humor for you on the reg. But the one of the few things that makes you crack up laughing is the Geico commercial with the camel. The camel walking around. And what does he say? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it today? What day is it? Hump day. <laughs> That's... It's just incredible. It's my favorite. I know it is. <laughs> uh, I want to talk first about, um, I want to get your firsthand account. Just a short, brief one, because everyone uh, really took a shine to the uh, driveway of terror. Oh, is that what we're calling fatty? <laughs> fatty, fatty. Yeah. Yeah. Driveway of terror. That's the driveway yeah. of terror tale. And you, you've heard me tell this story. It's all fucking true. It is. You Unfortunately, ha- yes, it's all true. You had to put your sweet little hands on that motherfucker's filthy ass, disgusting feet with his broken foot. Yes, but not the bottom of his feet. I mean, they're still nasty, but like at least the top of his feet weren't as nasty as the bottom. I, I, don't, I beg to differ. I don't think there was okay. anything that wasn't fully disgusting on that guy. I'm trying to block it out. We walk by that house on the reg. Every day. And we've not seen him since. No, not even peeking through the windows because you know I'm doing that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I, 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 um, I don't want him to be dead, but I wonder if he is. You know, I needs to know. No, I don't think so. And we looked up the house and figured, like, how did this guy afford this? And, and what, what was the quote on Zillow the last time when he bought it in, like, 98? I honestly don't remember. It was it was less than a million, but it was close. Oh, yeah. It was like eight ninety nine or something. Ridiculous. It was a nice house. It was it was it was nice ish. It was tacky nice. The kitchen was nice. It had like all old school Hollywood tiles that were in good condition. Right. I mean it was full of shit. And you but wanted it had potential. <laughs> and you wanted a beer and he lied to us. Yes. He said that we he, we could have a soda or right. a water. And you said, fuck that. I want a beer. I want a beer. Because we were coming back from the bar and my buzz was starting to wear off. Because we had been there for like two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. And finally, we got beers. 
I got one for you while I drank his scotch. His scotch, yeah. Or his, his Irish whiskey, and he got all fucking steamed. Yes. <laughs> and then, but it's not like he was getting up to stop you. No. Then when we left, blatantly grabbed two more Dos Equis, and we drank them walking to the bar because yeah. our buzz wore I, off. I forgot about that. And you made us go back to... Back uh, to the bar. I needed something stronger than beer, and we only had wine at home. <laughs> so, I needed a bourbon cocktail. So we stood in the, uh, in the uh, back... Uh, parking lot of the local dry cleaner and slammed those beers and tried to process what the fuck just happened. Correct. If you haven't heard this episode and you're behind on the show and somehow you've jumped ahead and missed it, uh, you need to go back. It's 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 what two three episodes ago. <laughs> it's it's become like like Vince. Uh, he Georgia said that he'll text her on the reg just. Uh, Fatty, fatty, fatty. Uh, <laughs> no way, Jose. And she's like, why do you keep doing this? <laughs> he can't stop saying it. He said she, he says it around the house constantly. I mean, which, it's pretty catchy. I know it is. I know it is. And he said it. This is, we're just repeating what he said. We're not fat shaming. This is what this guy's, this guy's mantra was. Yes. And you don't remember that all of it completely clear, but I have a photographic memory. I wrote the story in my head it was as it was going on. Yeah, no, I don't remember all of it. Uh, let's get into the show. Okay. I have three great stories, and you haven't been on the P-Mail bag. And no. Nor do you even listen to this, because you hear me yammering off at home, and you hear all my dipshit friends on the so often that you're like, I don't need to listen to that when I'm at work. Correct. <laughs> Plus, I have a million people talking at me at work all day long, so... Right. Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah, for sure. What does the P stand for in P-mail? Power. Power. It's power moves. Oh, power so instead moves. of okay. instead of Gmail, it's G- P-mail. Got it. It's the power moves Great. P-mail bag. Okay. You can cut that out if Da-da. you want. <laughs> I'm not editing anything. <laughs> it's been a big fucking couple of weeks and I can't, I don't have time to edit. This is it. We got to watch Bosch later too. Yes, we do have to watch Bosch later. This is called Bachelor Party Barfing. Great. What's up, Daddy? Please don't use my name. That's how you know it's a good story when they when they put that at the top. Is <laughs> when all of his friends probably listen. Uh, some do, but um, uh, he gave me some backstory, and uh, there's a definite reason in, involving some people in the story. Will that you tell me. I'll tell later? you afterwards. Absolutely, absolutely. My best friend from college was getting married. Even though I moved to the East Coast after school, he invited me to his bachelor party. I couldn't miss the celebration, so I headed home to Indiana. There's a strip club called the Hip Hugger that is known throughout the state. Its sign says the world famous Hip Hugger. It sounds nice. It's cozy. <laughs> it doesn't. It sounds like it have like like a cool sign, like a like a woody sign, but it also has neon on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a filth bag strip club. Maybe Hip- like some neon like wide hips. Yeah, that and it, when it blinks, the butt jiggles. Like okay. the blinks on and off and the hips, the hips move. Can he send a picture of Kind of like a, like an old uh, Underalls commercial, which you're Under- much you're too young to know. What's Underalls? Uh it was a uh, it was uh pantyhose for women and uh the little butt would move back and forth. It's cute. Mhm. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's cuz I'm 72 and you're uh 27. Mhm. I don't want to ruin it for I don't want to ruin it for everybody. So I'll say, Casey, if you're ever in Kokomo, Indiana, stop by. They got girls driving in from Illinois and Michigan on the weekends just to work. So you're getting you're getting three states worth of of women coming in here. So you're getting a higher quality. 
you're getting a higher quality babe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Well, you know, there's like more variety. More variety. You're getting that yeah. Illinois flavor, that Michigan strip flavor, that mm-hmm. Indiana flavor. All different flavors, man. You, you you can't just go have the same type of babe at a strip club. You gotta have you gotta have variety. You gotta have the, the buffet going on at the hip the hugger. Midwest buffet. Yeah, that's right. The parents my parents live close enough to Kokomo that I don't need to stay at a hotel, which means more money for drinks and to buy my buddy a dancer too. What a nice pal. Those are expensive. They started off at probably a, not at hip huggers. Have you ever had a, a lap dance? I don't remember. We've we've been to a couple casual strip clubs. Of course, I've had a lap dance. D- yeah, but I, I did you get one at, at Jumbo's? Yeah, Farrah and I got one together. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, that was sweet. The when night- I was nineteen, my best friend worked at a strip club. So so you've been plenty. You've been to hang out. The night started off at a brew pub in Kokomo. We had a nice dinner, steaks, and booze all around. After several rounds, the group decides to head over to the hugger for the rest of the night. The groom, dressed in his best sweatpants, was ready to have some fun. <laughs> oh, my Jesse God. Pop? <laughs> Jesse Pop, man. No, he got rid of the sweatpants. Oh, we he- had to go home and change out of the sweatpants for the strip club. Yes, that did happen. Yeah. We went to the strip club, and Pop Man had to change out of his sweatpants <laughs> yes. because they have a rule. Because you know why? You know, like, you know, guys go in there with a boner, and they get a lap dance, and it's just like, you know real friction on friction and then guys will juice in their fucking sweats (laughs) it's true that's why they do it but pop man he's just at the at that point had blown out all of his pants and he only had sweatpants so it looked like he was a creepo coming to get his dick juiced with a ride and and then and then was like got shamed and had to go all the way home and change into some sort of pants that probably had a rip in the crotch i don't know apparently that was better as an option when we walked in, we grabbed three tables front and center so as to get plenty of attention from the girls. When the waitress comes over, I give her a sizable tip up front to make sure she takes care of us and orders several pitchers of Bud Light, probably like three bucks a piece. That's a strip club. It's still going to be a little expensive, but mm-hmm. it's going to be way less than here. She was a delight and super friendly. We got to know her and she sat down and hung out with us and steered girls to our table. It what made- a peach. <laughs> it made my guy's bachelor party amazing. As the night wore on, one of my other one of the other groomsmen was having too good of a time. Since I had to drive to the place I was staying, I kept it I kept it good. I uh, got a little typo in here. I kept it uh, soberish so I'd be good to drive. I could tell this guy was in rough shape. He was having trouble saying anything, and he could barely walk. It was not good. He stumbles all the way towards the bathroom. At this point, I had to pee. I also kind of wanted to make sure the guy, the drunk guy didn't do anything foolish. As I'm trying to, to walk in the bathroom, he stumbled towards me. There's no toilet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is something you'll never have to deal with. Some men's bathrooms, they don't want you shitting in there or doing any fucking shady business, so there's just urinals. That's gross. And this guy has to barf. I think he's crazy, uh, so I turned him around with the intent of shoving him into a stall so he could puke. Lo and behold, he's right. There's no toilet in the men's room, only urinals. The clock is ticking, so I tell him to stand next to the urinal just in case he can't hold it. I go to ask someone if there's a toilet he can use. Security tells me there isn't. <laughs> the hip hugger, you can't take a shit at the hip hugger? The hip hugger seems like a place that you'd have to, you know, if you got to go do to, it's a nice cozy strip joint. I mean, don't they want you to stay? If you got to go doo-doo at the bar, you go home. That's bullshit. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hot action from you today, Melissa. I think he's crazy. So I, okay, move back around. All right. I go into the bathroom and he's doubled over the urinal, emptying the contents of his stomach with two guys pissing at the other urinal. In the urinal? Yeah, he's puking his guts out at the urinal. Why does he barf in the sink? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to be polite. You know? I had a friend that barfed in the sink at uh, Jumbo's in Detroit, which is not a strip club. Oh, God. Why? Because he was shit-faced and stupid. Why didn't he barf in the, in the toilet? I don't know. Well, there you go. Dave Bates, everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dave Bates? Dave Bates, You're yeah. just dropping Dave Bates' name <laughs> out? Dave Bates, a real sink puker from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and he's doubled over the urinal, emptying the contents of his stomach and two guys pissing at the other two urinals, pretending they don't see this guy vomiting all over the other pisser. Once he's finished, I point him to the sink and I make sure he doesn't have puke on his face or anything and escort him back to the table. I sit him as far away from the beer as possible and he slumps into the chair arms, hanging his head down, slumped forward and goes to sleep, (laughs) taking a nap, snooze at the hip hugger. Since nobody wanted to leave until the group uh, did, we figured it was fine. I asked the waitress to not tell security, and we'd make sure he was okay. She was totally cool and agreed. I'd like to say the rest of the night was uneventful. We closed the place down. So around 3 a.m. when we had to leave, we wake him up. This guy fucking slept there the whole time? He slept there until 3 a.m. in the strip club? Dave from work has slept in his strip club. Dave- but- Dave, Dave Bate, what's his name? No, Dave from work. Oh, dude, now you're dropping people from work's <laughs> name. You know, like a lot of people listen to this program. Dave has slept, has slept at a strip club? Yeah. I love Dave. Dave's he, a fucking cool guy. has narcolepsy, though. But oh, yes, Jesus he's, Christ. <laughs> he's 100% falling asleep in a strip club. Oh, my God. So around 3 a.m. When we, when we had to leave, we wake him up and get him to his feet. We're still chatting with the waitress and having a good time. I'm thanking her for not having him kicked out. At that moment, his eyes open wide and he doubles over and vomits all over the carpet, near, narrowly missing her shoes. I was horrified. I look up and she's got a very disgusted look on her face. I apologize profusely and throw her several 20s and get out of there. See, that's it, man. You can buy your way out of anything with some twins. You fucking, she didn't get puked on and you dropped like three bills, three, three $20 bills, like 60 bucks. I mean, would you let someone barf that doesn't get on you, mind you? Someone barfs like real close to you and they're regretful and one of the, someone gives you 60 bucks, you're just going to be like free 60 if bucks. If I don't have to clean it up, then fine. Yeah. No, they've got people to clean this up. I'm sure hip huggers got all, all kinds of Indiana scumbags oh, sure. who clean the toilets at night. What toilets? Oh, yeah, that's correct. That's not a bad place to work. You just got (laughs) to scoop the puke out of the pisser. I put him in the car and he was uh, in to get back into the he was ready to get back to the hotel. I headed to my parents and caught my flight home the next day at the wedding. The guy who barfed was fine and it was a beautiful affair. Really looking forward to the weekend. See, that's a good bachelor party story. And I've told this before. Um, Vince's bachelor party. And you know this. I've heard this story. The story where I, I leave Vincent. We we're at, we at uh, Cheetah's on the way home. It's raining. Uh, I've, 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 I've gone way, way, way too hard, as did a good majority of us. And I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm like three blocks from our old spot. 
and I pass my buddy Joe Wagner, and I see him coming, and I know that I'm clenching my cheeks as hard as fucking possible. And you know, there may be some some uh, some light light spackle going on in my unders, and uh, it it starts to escalate where I know I can't walk. Uh, very like put one foot in front of the other, and uh, Joe Wagner uh, passes me, says, "Hey Burns," and I'm just like, "Not now." <laughs> I make it maybe 10 more feet and uh, a, a big goop comes out of the back door and I just decide that uh, there's no fucking way I can stop this. And I just let it all go. And I fill my pants um, to the brim. And uh, when I get home to the other spot that we lived at, mm-hmm. were we dating at this time? No, thank God. This is before? Yes. I, I get home and I go to walk up the driveway and we only lived there for I don't know, maybe a month or two. And I, I take off, uh, my underpants, my, uh, my, I don't like, like some of those black, uh, those like leather looking black denim pants as the wax coat. Mm -hmm. I used to have two pairs. That's why I don't have two pairs anymore. And my Brown red wings, which, you know, those are treasured. I'm, I'm, these are skinny jeans. So they're holding the doo-doos in. (laughs) I go back to the, where the trash cans are. You know, I, I take off, I take the jeans and my underpants, I throw them directly into the, the trash can, and then I run around the house, you know, cupping my junk with my hand. I go in the front door, and I directly get in the shower and uh, rinse it off, and uh, I took my boots in there, too, just in case, or I was so drunk that I, uh, I, I, I couldn't tell if there was any poo on them, but I wanted to make sure, and... Um, yeah, and then uh, we start dating sl- shortly after that. I think that was when I realized maybe it's time to settle down and get a lady friend. It's my favorite story of yours. <laughs> it shows a lot of class. See, I think it's a good testament to you that you've straightened me out a little bit. Speaking of, this is a great segue right into this story. I need to open another beer after that. <laughs> there we go. Finally, my own special backdoor sitch story. Hey, daddies. It's an odd phenomenon, but I find myself feeling really sad sometimes when I hear these amazing duty stories from the other daddies. Sure. Everybody just like wants to have their own like I shit my pants story. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) Everyone likes them. No one wants to shit their pants is the thing, but everyone laughs at a good shit your pants story. So. You know, going by that. Everybody likes hearing about them, but like, do you really enjoy telling that? Like, oh man, I'm so left out of the storytelling. I wish I almost shit my pants one day. So Don't I you feel left in. out? Don't you have a big, like, um, filled your pants with stool story that you'd like to share with everyone? I mean, I have a story where I almost did, but I didn't. <laughs> that's not a, see, that's not a good story. <laughs> it's only a good story if you really get down and dirty in the unders. I don't feel the need to have one, but... People apparently do. So go on. It's an odd phenomenon, but I find myself feeling really sad sometimes when I hear these amazing duty stories from the other daddies. Sure, I've had my share of sharts and close calls, but no great backdoor sitch story to share. That's sad. It's like you. Someday you'll get there, Melissa. A A couple of weeks ago, I realized that I actually do have one. I just always thought of it as a tale of girlfriend's past kind of thing rather than a genuine backdoor sitch. Allow me to share. I really like this story. It, uh, it really goes somewhere. It's super fucking unique. 
The back. I'm ready. The background info is that in college, this was summer o two, I think. I fell in love with this babe who was an intern who was working, uh, who I was working for for the summer. Lots of flirtation ensued, and finally, late in August, we hooked up. Soft stuff, mind you. She was a nice Christian girl from Bowling Green, Kentucky, which, in retrospect, should have been a disqualifier for a daddy like yours truly. But I thought she was worth it and figured patience would pay off. This guy's, you know, he, he doesn't wait around. This guy gets it in. He's not, he's not waiting for this babe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, you can say stuff. Well, of course... She was soon back in Kentucky for the school year, but we figured a long distance might be long distance might be okay. And that fall, and that fall, we made plans for me to come visit over Thanksgiving break. I jumped on the plane with with a skip in my step, singing "A Man in Kentucky Sure Is Lucky," and blasted out on out there, assuming that we'd really be skipping on the way. I'd really be skipping on the way home, if you know what I mean. A little guy humor there. There's not enough I, of that on the show. No, not none. <laughs> we all had a good week, but there were no carnal relations for the first few days since we were staying at her parents' house. We cruised around, went out to eat with her friends, sampled all kinds of fast food that we didn't have in New England. These little chili cheese dogs that go down in one bite. Is that Crystal, maybe? Uh, I have not had those, but uh, uh, Crystal would be a, a, a similar equivalent to a, a White Castle. Uh, have you had Crystal? No. Yeah, it's like... I haven't even heard of it. New Orleans has it. It's really, really close to White Castle. You would, but it's delicious, You man. You would absolutely like it. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, okay. Uh, and, of course, putting away a Thanksgiving feast and showing her whole extended family how much a big boy can eat. I have a problem where I just see Thanksgiving feast and I automatically want holiday food. You can't have holiday food yet. It's not even August. Yeah, but I want or September or <sighs> October. You know it's my favorite, and I complain all the time. And I don't understand. I, I told you I want to make a turkey now, and then just you know spatchcock it, slow roast it, get it brined up, fucking, and then just pull it apart and have all this delicious turkey for the for the um for the refrigerator because I'm all out of my Easter ham because I used it all up to make bean soup and pea soup. And there's three containers of bean soup in there. Yeah, but I, it's, it's Which too Vince hot. still needs to take some. Oh, shit. Forgot to give Vince's bean soup. Anyway, if I had more turkey, though, we, might, we could have turkey enchiladas or leftovers. Plus, you know, I'd make like a batch of cheesy potatoes and uh, some green bean casts. And then we could have those lefties for a little while. I don't want that right now. God damn it. It's hot as fuck outside. The funny thing is, the whole time, I never made a single number two. (laughs) An entire week. It was like my body just somehow knew that it was bad a bad move to blow up the bathroom in a meet-the-parent scenario. I just never had to go. I thought it might come in a coffee shop or something, but it never did. I wonder if doesn't his stomach hurt? I know. I wonder if any other daddies have experienced such a thing. No, I'm a, I I am not a, a super comfortable uh, new place or 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 someone else's house take a dump person. And you know, like when you get like in a new relationship, like when we first started to date, the bathroom's close to the to the bedroom. And you'd stay over, and then I'd. We used to go get breakfast beers at Public House. Right. 
And then I'd go potty in there. And then you revealed later that you would also, (laughs) (laughs) we would go and have, we would go and have hungover drinks at the sports bar. And both of us would use that to go in there and take a dump because of the the proximity of the bathroom to the bedroom in the place we lived. There's no way you could hide it and you could, you could hear any business going on. And uh, then the risk, the worst is like you're at some place like someone's house or at some new girl's house and you go and you take a fucking dump and then you're like, you, you're just like, what are the odds that they're going to come in? Every time, I'll tell you, that's what the fucking odds are. Immediately after you do that and you're praying no one goes in, they're going to go in and they smell your poop and they don't say anything about it and they know you pooped and you know they smelt it, but you got to fucking keep secrets. And that's why you need to stay in a relationship long enough that going number two is totally chill. Also get some poopery because that shit works. Poopery does fucking work. Poopery is is fantastic. That's what it it actually does work. I got I've got a uh, I've got to highly highly recommend that. In any event, the last two days she had gotten a house sitting gig, and though I was starting to get a little nervous about the impending BM, this <laughs> is really brewing in there. This guy's eating chili dogs from fucking a crystal. And full Thanksgiving dinner. Oh my god. He's real he's real full. Somebody's gotta be so crampy. He's like a fucking porta potty all fucking filled up. I was super pumped for alone time. Well, neither of the things on my mind came true that night. My girlfriend finally told me that she didn't believe in carnal pleasures, consensual or otherwise. What? Unless the intent was making a baby. Super Christian chick. How did you not know that Be- until just then? Because she didn't tell him. So now this guy's filled up with he's filled up with poison and he's filled up with the doo-doos. We re- realized that the relationship had pretty well run its course and it was a bittersweet ride to the airport the following morning. At least the breakup was consensual and still no poop. Well, we got the airport for my 6 a.m. flight. I grabbed a couple coffees and sat and chatted for a while while we said goodbye for good. It was uncomfortable, to say the least, emotionally as well as physically, with both balls and bowels completely backed up. This guy's going to need to empty both kinds of loads at once. On an airplane? <laughs> no. Is this where this is going? He's gotta, I don't know. He's got to do this at the airport. You probably fucking breathe on it and shoot. It's got to take a dump. I mean, you might as well just go get that over with. And while we were sitting there, it hit. There was a men's room line of men's room line of sight in line of sight. So I tried to be casual, like better pee before I board and hurried on in. I did make it to the bowl without shitting myself, but with the backup I was experiencing, the event was violent and prolonged. I thought it might lift. I might I thought I might lift up off the seat by the end and find myself sitting on my own huge coil. It was bad. It was loud. It definitely smelled. I did my best to clean up, even though I needed a shower. And then the auto flush engaged, or tried at least. Oh no! <laughs> Aren't you glad you came on the show today? So excited! You love these stories. These are these are just built for you. <laughs> Look, you're making an effort, and I appreciate it. I was in a pinch. I'm I'm grateful for you to be on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poke any blame at you. You just sit there, be cute, and uh, you know, 
Drink my beer. Groan once in a while at the disgust that I'm fucking uh, saying to you. I ended up bolting out of the stall as the thing overflowed, sending a filthy tidal wave over the rim of the bowl. Somehow I managed not to get any on my shoes, but I had to cut my wipe short to avoid the deluge and never felt clean again that day. It was a long flight, daddy. Let me tell you. I had a major tickle in my anus all the way. Just looking at your face. Feeling slimy and gross, and every now and then wondering if anyone could smell me. This is what Probably. I do. Probably. This is what I do for a living, honey. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> In the end, I sauntered back over to my now ex, for some reason still trying to pretend like I'd just taken a leak, even though I was in there for what seemed like 20 minutes. And as we said our final goodbyes, I saw a custodian enter that men's room, then come out looking crazed and calling for backup on his radio. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I I learned a lot uh, on that trip about myself, relationships, communication, and the thing I felt worst about was those custodians who had to start their early morning shift with that. Sometimes when looking when something bad happens to me, I wonder if it's karma for that load. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Dan in Connecticut. P.S. The Facebook eventually told me that she married a dude who isn't nearly as handsome as I am. <laughs> see, that's the best. You do it. We all do. You got to see. When you see someone from high school or some shit or some dude you dated like fucking forever ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then everyone does it. It's a very exciting. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, this this chick didn't want to get it on ever. She just wants to have babies. Yeah. And some people actually do that. Some people only like have sex and then if to get pregnant and then that's it. It's not even like a whole bunch of times. It's like, see if you get pregnant, go to the doctor and then that's it. I mean, that's, that's wild. That's boring. Well, and it's not boring. And then you end up with a fucking kid. Well, yeah, but then you end up with a boyfriend who goes and finds other uh, things or gets a divorce from you. <laughs> that's what that is. Because unless you get some super churchy guy, no one's fucking putting up with that. Oh, I mean, churchy guys like that exist. Right. None that are probably listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I'm not shaming you if you're if you're if you're uh, if you're into all that, but uh, boy, it's it's hard to process. Uh, big treat. We have a new story from Big Chris. Big Chris has become a uh, the replacement for Big Toilet. Oh yeah, because Big Toilet um, was is dead. Yeah, Big Toilet died. Okay, Big Toilet was just getting too out of control, and I had to take him off the show. Is he still married to a subway girlfriend? <laughs> no. 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 He uh he was Or was that even his wife? Was that his little teenage side piece? <laughs> yes, that that exact that was. And then he got um married uh for a very short time period. Mm-hmm. Remember he got married and we ripped yeah. on him for all those photos? Oh yeah. Where he looked like where he looked just They were di- great. He looked disgusto and he had to wear like a birthday hat. Mm-hmm. And he just you know, big toilet like Melissa knows all the, the the sub stories from all my idiot friends and, and Big Toilet disappeared for like a month. He got married and then fucking just didn't talk to us. 
and then resurfaced like a month later, said he got married, but was getting a divorce. I don't know if he's divorced. I, I'm guessing that's never happened. I mean, he had pictures with the fam, all kinds of wild shit. They're all over his Facebook. Him with the fam and going out to birthdays and going on like doing Christmas type shit. And then boom. That's what you do when you're married. Yeah, but for a month. And he only knew her for like two weeks or something. Right, yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, very, very weird. Anyway, Big Tool, it got a little too much. Too out of control. And uh, we replaced him. So he got fired and Big Chris. Big Chris. What's his story? Where he's from? Big Chris is a, he lives in Florida. Uh, He's a big wrestling fan. And he's sending some really good stories, and um, you know he's 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 a, always a welcome contributor. So I All right. I, I like the stories enough that I gave him his own little segment, All right, like let's go, like Big maybe Chris. once a month. Big Chris's corner. This is called Free oh. Free Bob. BCC. Yeah, this is BCC. My dad once told me, if your friends don't tease you, they really aren't your friends. That's fucking true. That's if if your friends aren't mean to you to your face. They're probably mean to you behind your back, mm-hmm. and you can't trust them. Well, you can't trust anybody ever. Well, that's not. I uh, no. Yeah, I guess you're <laughs> right. But the point is, is that you know, th- there's. I, I never laugh so hard as when is when someone is making just horrible fun of me. Except for me. Except for you, because that's different. Don't emasculate <laughs> me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be your man. I'm trying to get it in. You know. And then, and then you make fun of me, put me down, and then all my mojo goes away. <laughs> There's no friend I played more jokes on and gave a harder time to growing up than my buddy Bob. I thought of Bob as the kid brother I never had. One of my favorite stories to tell is one I like to call Free Bob, and here it is. At the beginning of 2001, I had some pretty major laser resurfacing on my face to correct the damage from horrible teenage acne and a bad car accident I was in during my junior year of high school. What? Jeez. Big Chris? I didn't know that. That's wild. You... See, I understand the acne part. Like my, that's why my beard doesn't connect here. It's because I had mm. big cystic acne when I was in school. My parents didn't do anything about it. They didn't have like proactive. It was just like, you know, you, you tried to squeeze it and then put some old spice aftershave on there and tried to burn it and dry it out. It fucking hurt like the dickens. Didn't fucking work. I just looked like a disaster. But God, I'm, I'm so, I'd be so sad if Big Chris didn't make it through that car accident for all the nice contributions he's given During this time, my face was basically burned off and I was left looking like Freddy Krueger, just raw skin and blisters. This is why Big Chris is so wild. Anyone who has to go through shit like this is going to come out with a real lust for life. I refused to let any of my friends see me or talk to me while I hid out and healed from my surgery, basically waiting for my face to grow back. Chris. Poor guy. After about five or six weeks of being basically a recluse, I decided to shave off the Tom Hanks castaway beard that I'd been growing, and I felt I looked good enough to venture back into society. The first person I called to see was my best friend, Bob. Bob wasn't home when I called, so I spoke to his mother, and basically this is how the conversation went. Me. Hi. Is Bob home? It's, uh, it's, it's, Oh, okay. Sorry. Let me start over. This is how the conversation went. Me. Hi, Bob's mom. Is Leo home? 
uh, quick and uh, quick backstory. I have always called Bob Leo from time to time for the following reason. When I met Bob, he didn't have the shaved head he typically sports these days. He had hair. So there's a sub story here. I fucking love it. Anyways, long story short, he came back, came into the video store I worked at one day and I uh, and told me he was going to get a haircut and would be back to hang out later. I said something like, cool, see you later. And then he proceeded to open his wallet and produced a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and said to me, I'm getting it cut like this. <laughs> I hope it was a picture like in Titanic. Maybe. That's very possible. I began to laugh hysterically and taunted Bob, saying how I can't believe he has a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio in his wallet and plans to show said picture to the woman who is going to cut his hair. Thus, the name Leo stuck ever since. Now, back to the story. Bob's mom. No, Bob's out doing his community service. <laughs> Me. Huh, why? What happened? Bob's mom. Oh, you don't know? Well, Bob and Sean got arrested last month for shoplifting from the mall at Sears. <laughs> Me. What? Bob's mom. Oh, yeah, and I left him in jail overnight. Nobody knows but me and his sister, Jane. <laughs> Fucking who shoplifts at Sears? Like, Sears uh. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess when I was a kid, I fucking ripped off a lot of shit from the mall. It didn't really matter where it came from. It's just like something to do. Just the thrill of stealing shit. No, it's just a lot of it was just that I was fucking poor and uh, I wanted a new starter hat or like a mm. Tiger's t-shirt or Pistons jersey. And boy, you just get the job done. It wasn't right. Uh, don't steal. At this point, a light goes on over my head, and I realize this. Bob is 18, and his police record is public record, and I thought, I must have it. I immediately tell Bob's mom I have to go, and within one second of hanging up with her, I'm already dialing 411 to get the number of the Sarasota County Sheriff's Department. I inform the clerk of the records at the jail that I want to get a mugshot and rap sheet for Bob and give his birthday and some other personal information that I knew and was told that for a mere 40 cents, I could have his mugshot and rap sheet mailed to me or I could pick it up in person for free later that day. Can you guess which one I chose? Can you really fucking do that? Can I just get people's like records printed out if I go down to the courthouse or the fucking police station? I think so. Oh, that's I fuck, don't know. That's fucking sweet. And you get it mailed to you? I don't know. I need to look into this. I need to figure out. I've no I've got My dad made it seem like he had to like jump through some hoops and pay somebody to get my brother's record. <laughs> oh shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I want like I have friends who have who have done some shit. I would love to get like nice printouts <laughs> if it's free. So my first trip out of the house in nearly six weeks, aside from seeing my dermatologist in Tampa, was to the good old Sarasota County Jail Courthouse. Oh, I forgot about his face already. <laughs> right. He's fucking, he's in rough shape, but he's uh, at least, uh, you know, healed up enough to go outside to uh, Sarasota, Sarasota County Jail Courthouse to get my buddy Bob's mugshot. I arrived at the jail approximately one hour after hearing the news of Bob's arrest and walked up to the desk and told the lady what I was there for. Within a minute, I was handed an envelope containing Bob's arrest report and a 4 by 4 color picture of Bob posing for his mugshot. In the middle of the jail, I immediately burst into a fit of laughter and couldn't stop for the next 20 minutes. I rushed to the car and instantly knew what had to be done with this picture. T-shirts! 
It's great. Brooks got arrested once, and we've tried to find out if we could get his mugshot and arrest record, and we can't figure. No one can figure out where it is. Well, that's also Florida. I know, but, but this is just Iowa. You know, Iowa. Oh, it was in Iowa. Brooks got arrested in Iowa. This is in Florida. Oh. But I mean, it, it seems like a just a regular rule that you can acquire these things. I mean, don't you want Brooks's uh, mugshot? Absolutely. Yes, yes, we do want it, and we do want to make T-shirts out of it. It would be our new Christmas card for this year. <laughs> I drove down the road from the jail to the Sarasota Square, Sarasota Square Mall, which is the very same mall Bob was arrested at. I walked into the Korean T-shirt shop. Every mall had one of these cheap-looking stores. Back in the day with horrible t-shirts hanging in the window that featured real pictures, mostly of couples or babies printed on the t-shirts. I forgot about that. Yeah, saying things like, world's cutest couple or world's cutest baby. I approached the owner of the shop and have a conversation that goes something like this. You remember like fucking couples would get like pictures with like them on it and mm-hmm. wear it around like with, you know, like couples that, that keep like their... Each is each other's hand in their back pocket when they oh, walk gross. around like that kind of gross shit. Same size sitters for sure. Ugh. You hate same side sitters. Hate same side sitters. That's like your your number one fucking hate. <laughs> it's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> Me, hi. I'd like to have some sh- some shirts printed up with this picture of my friend. I hand the picture over to the Korean T-shirt shop owner. Shop owner, who is this? Me. That's my friend Bob. He was arrested at that Sears there for shoplifting, and I want to make a bunch of shirts to hand out and shame him. Shop owner, that not right, but I make for you. You want it to say something on shirt? Me. I want it to say free Bob as if he's some sort of political refugee. At this point, the Korean shop owner's wife walks by, and he begins to speak Korean to her, and all I make out is free, like, da-da-da-da-da, free Bob, da-da-da-da-da. The wife then looks at the picture, giggles, and runs to the back to tell the other two Koreans, uh, people working behind the desk, what I want to have done. And once again, the only words I understand are, free Bob, as they all fucking die laughing. I tell the owner I want 25 shirts made up in various sizes and ask if they can be done right away. 24 hours later and $300 less, I am now the proud owner of 25 various size t-shirts featuring my- $300? You had to get 25 made. 2002? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they're probably like expensive to get custom ones made. Yeah. Especially then. You couldn't just do it your fucking self. Right. Uh, 25 very sized t-shirts featuring my friend's mugshot that all read free Bob. The next day I show up outside Bob's school at 7 a.m. and begin to randomly start handing out shirts to anybody and everybody who promises to wear it at school. This was Bob's senior year and he was the big man on campus as he was a state wrestling champion for his school. And at the time, a pretty good looking dude who was also popular with the ladies. So when most people I encountered who knew Bob uh, most people I encountered knew who Bob was and were more than willing to wear the shirt. After handing out about 18 shirts, I headed home anxious for 12 o'clock to arrive, which is when I would see Bob and hear about his day. Bob was able to get out of school every day his senior year early for work and usually would meet me at the Venice YMCA around 12.15 to work out before heading to his job. Being the person who I am, I usually arrive anywhere 15 minutes early, so every day I would show up early to the YMCA, sit in my car, and listen to the radio and wait for Bob to tap on my window and say, Come on, Spirito, let's go. 
Well, on this day, I sat in my car wearing a free Bob shirt. I had my arms crossed across my chest so Bob wouldn't see what I was wearing right away. Rather than tap on my window when he showed up, Bob practically tore the door off the hinge, flinging it open and jumped in my car, sitting himself down in the passenger seat, then slammed the door shut, and then this is the conversation we had. Me. What the fuck, dude? My door. Bob. Man, I had the worst fucking day ever. Me. What happened? Bob. I might as well tell you. Fuck, you'll find out anyways now. Everyone knows. Me. What happened? Bob. Well, like two months ago, I got arrested at the mall with Sean for stealing a hat and had to go to jail for a night, and it was fucking bad. My mom left me overnight because she was pissed off, and now I'm doing community service. Anyways, nobody knew about it except me, my mom, my sister, and Sean. Me. Yeah, so what happened? You forgot you, you forgot you had a community service and you can't work out today? Bob. No, some fucking dick found out and put my mugshot on a t-shirt. I'm sitting in first period and in walks a guy from the wrestling team wearing a shirt with me on it. All fucking day I'm seeing people on, seeing me on people in class. Teachers know about it. My coach. The whole fucking school was talking about it. And everywhere I looked all fucking day, I saw my fucking mugshot. I'm going to fucking kill whoever did it when I find out. At this point, I uncross my arms and say, what kind of dick would do that? Bob now sees the shirt on me and realizes his big buddy Chris is kind of a dick. Is that kind of dick? Bob then gives chase in the YMCA parking lot, prepared to kill me. All 5'7", 140 pounds of Bob is violently chasing my 6 foot, 235 pounds, ready to kill. I have no clue how I calmed Bob down as I clearly remembered him chasing me around the parking lot and my laughing the whole time while running from him, only making him angrier and angrier. Perhaps it was my comment about how I saved one as a present for him or how he shouldn't get mad because I just gave him a story you can tell for the rest of his life that calmed him down. I have many other Bob stories, but by far this is my favorite and included are a few pics of friends in the free Bob shirt from that famous day and one of Bob in the parking lot of the YMCA after finally calming down after chasing me wearing his new gift. I still have my free Bob shirt and wear it around the house mostly as a bum and bum around shirt, but every now and then Bob comes over and I tell him how I'm going to wear it to the gym next time we work out, to which he typically replies back, you're such a dick, Spirito. Big Chris, that's a great fun story. That's a good story. That is, that's worth it. It's worth having that happen for that fucking story, man. Can I see the pictures? I will show you the pictures, and uh, okay, I, I want to get permission, and I'll put those up on Insta. He's he has a uh, he's edited those, so I think uh, we'll keep Bob uh, pretty pretty uh, anonymous. But uh, I know everyone would Leo. fuck everyone. Leo, yes, Leo Bob. I want a picture of what about Leo Bob? Bob's haircut. Leo Marvin. After oh yeah, I, I can show you all of it. I have I have ones where you could just straight up. See. Oh no, I don't have the haircut though. I want the haircut. Yeah, well, I only have them with the uh, the buzzed head. Mm. I don't have the I don't have the Leo cut. Thank Big you, Chris. So, send in that Leo haircut. Yeah, we want to see it for sure. Big Chris kind of has one in his older pictures too. He mm. he rocks like a Leo kind of vibe going. If you want to be featured on the Power Moves PML bag, send your stories or anything and everything questions etc. To Power moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. Again, I appreciate all those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend how much you like this show. Uh, it's just going to help it. And uh, I appreciate it 
from the bottom of my heart. Also, we've got some great new Midwestern nightmare stories up. I put one up today uh, about an old religion teacher uh, from my uh, from my junior high who was kind of a fucking madman. And there's all kinds of other fucked up Midwestern nightmare stories that if you if you haven't read them, I mean, these aren't podcasts. These are things you have to read, and they're meant to be read. And uh, I hope you really enjoy them. Go over to the Patreon.com, Power Moves with Mike Burns, and join the K-Money Club where you also get the After Dark programs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the other goodies I won't show to the rest of the world. And you got to get behind that paywall and join the club. Bless you, daddies. Oh, and thank you, Melissa. You were a good sport today. You're welcome. You did a good job. Mm-hmm, okay. And I'm telling you, that's all you got to <laughs> do is sit there, baby. That's it. Just sit there with a smile on your face and say a couple words once in a while. You don't got to go off. That's what I do You normally. don't got to go off in some Brooks tangent. Tell me about uh, the one time you uh, hung out with Seth Meyers at a, <laughs> at a fucking boat. <laughs> on a boat or something. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's plenty good. Yeah. Anyway, we got to close again with bless you, daddies. Bye.